for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story... At last, spooky season is upon us, and we are gathering once again for listener stories. <laughs> Welcome to Gimme the Creeps, guys. Hello, guys. We're back and we're reading more of the stories that you sent us, so I hope that you enjoy them. Uh, hopefully the first one was a hit. I thought so. I mean, yeah, it was. It was great. I loved all of the stories. <laughs> they gave me the fucking creeps, sense for sure. And now we have more, so you can have the creeps again. Mm-hmm. They never went away for me, so. All right. <clears throat> Are you going to start us off there? Yeah, I am. Sorry. Buckaroo. Okay, so the first story is Aaron's, and she okay. has two for us. Um, the first one says, our house is from the 20s, and it all started when Edgar, her husband, was looking in a closet and noticed exposed brick. He was ex- inspecting it and noticed it was the original chimney and a brick was loose. He took it out and found stuff behind it and he took it all out. Uh, weird stuff started happening around the house. Charlie, her cat, started meowing, hissing and staring at the wall or behind the hallway or down the hallway. Mm-hmm. One time, Edgar was out back drinking with friends, and I was inside trying to sleep. I was pregnant when all this was happening. So while I had a box fan on, and it kept kind of turning to the side, so I thought maybe because the floors are slippery and I had it on high. I got up to move it back to where it was and went back to bed. So I turned off the TV uh, so it was dark, like dark, dark. Well, the fucking fan did a complete turn, like, all the way. Not, like, a sweep. It legit turned like someone rotated it with their hand. So I freaked the hell out and called Edgar to come inside. And after he calmed me down, he said he was going to come inside with his friends so I wouldn't be scared. So he closed the door and left. Well, the doors started slowly opening. No. Like in the movies. And I told Edgar to stop messing with me, and he was just as freaked out. He said he closed it all the way and turned around to leave. It was so weird. Not the scariest, but I was freaked out. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't even imagine the door slowly open. I'd be like, uh, hello? Get out of here? Oh, no. The fan part Mm -hmm. alone is just terrifying. That's freaking scary. Uh, Her other story is... After Liam, who's her son, was born, he would always babble and act like he was with someone when he'd be alone in his crib. Since he was tiny, Charlie would always force himself to be able to sleep with him. I never got like a dangerous feeling, but it was so scary thinking Liam was seeing someone. So since we figured from the stuff in the wall that it was a little boy, my mother-in-law suggested we leave toys out for him and not let Liam play with them. So he thinks that they're just for him. Well, I guess it worked because Liam stopped that creepy talking and Charlie eased up a little. I kid you not, though. To this day, there are times when Charlie is clawing at the door to get in to sleep with Liam. So weird. Mm. Ooh. It's attached. Yeah, dude. Animals with babies is... No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They know. They know what's up. 
Wow, creepy. All right, so I have one from a an anonymous listener. They said, I had an imaginary friend as a child whose name was Sam. One day I just sat down, I was like five or six, and I told my mom in detail about what this boy looked like, etc. And then I was like, his mom murdered him. Turns out there was an older boy named Sam who was killed by his mom a few years earlier. Then my ex-stepson had the same exact imaginary friend. Like he's attached to me. It's wild. Even kids I used to take care of in a church nursery would talk to Sam. When I was tripping on meth, I would see an outline of him in my bedroom at night. Almost like a warning, you know. After I died, this person technically died several times, I think, from meth use and underlying medical issues, but was brought back, FYI. I don't see him or feel that presence anymore, which is sad, but a relief also. Uh, Almost like he was sticking with me until I smartened up, you know. Wow. Mm -hmm. I really believe that drugs do something to your brain to make you, like, it, like, opens something. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's dark. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I've heard a few stories too of like people say angels brought them back when they were overdosing or things like that. Like they say that they see angels and that they can hear voices and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, that's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that story. Um, and yeah, guys, if you if you would rather remain anonymous when you submit these stories, just let us know and it's no big deal. Yes. All right. Cool. Next one. Okay, this next one is Kelly. (laughs) And this one's long. Uh, So bear with us slightly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he says, All right, so I solely believe, some other people don't believe, but once you open up that door to spirituality and like spirits, that door is hard to close. And I believe if you are damaged enough, a spirit a spirit latches onto you. That is something I've always believed in. So this story goes back to when I was 15 till I was maybe 20, 21-ish. But I did a lot of drugs. Of course, you know that. But I did a lot of drugs and alcohol. Books that I've read, I can't give you the titles because it's been so long and I don't write that shit down. But anyways, these books that I've read go into shit about alcohol and drugs, enhancing those doors that you're supposed to keep closed to not let spirits in. It's just like doing peyote or smoking too much weed. You start seeing visions, you know? The Native Americans used to do it all the time. Well, anyways, I drink a lot. We all used to drink. We all used to party. Me, my mom, my sisters, it was just a thing. You got drunk with my mom and that was that. So I started seeing a girl when I would do too much of whatever drug of choice it was at the time. I always saw a girl. Well, this girl was maybe between the ages of 10 and 14, always wore a white dress and had long black hair, like the girl from the ring. I would always see her, and the only time we could see her is if we were shit-faced. So my mom's side of the family, they say one of my great-grandfathers was a medicine man, So my mom's side of the family is very in tuned with the spirits. And my Aunt Sylvia has always told us, hey, you don't want to open that door because once you do and allow and you allow spirits to come in, you can't close it and this spirit will latch onto you. So it wasn't just books that I read it and it was also my aunt who backed up this information. So I found out 
all of this while I was in high school. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so freaking cool because I want to say my grandma's parents were like half Cherokee. So I'm not all white. But anyways, so back to the story of the little girl. Uh, I came out and told my mom, man, I keep seeing this little girl. And my sister April was like, holy shit, I do too. Like it wasn't just me. My sister has seen it. And I want to say some of my friends have seen it. But we only saw it when we got messed up. And I think a lot of that has to do with our self-conscious stuff. So one of the houses I lived in was on Ninth Street, which was housing projects. One of the first houses we saw this little girl in. Mm -hmm. So we would be in the living room and you could hear loud booms like I'm talking bombs going off inside the house kind of booms and it was always in my mom's back bedroom and it was freaking creepy so this is when it all started going on and that's when I really started getting into smoking weed and drinking a lot like I drank a lot mm-hmm. so we finally moved out of that house and we were like making jokes about shit we would hear in the house my mom was like oh my god me too and her partner at the time said she heard stuff too And it was all just jokes at the time. Well, my dad didn't want us to keep jumping from house to house, so he ended up buying us a house, which was the Pepper's house where we used to drink at. Insert (laughs) huge mischievous smile. (laughs) Because Kelly sent me this as a video, so. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's when I that's when it got worse. And one of my friends or one of my mom's friends was really into coke. And that's when I got into coke and we all got into heavier drugs. So he started seeing the girl and he was like, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? I can actually see her. And he would sit and say, do you see that? And I would ask the little girl and he would say, yeah. And I'd have to tell him to just ignore her. you got to close that door. So I really do believe that spirits do latch onto you. And I think when we say we have demons inside of us or we feel something, I think it has a lot to do with it. But I also believe that we feed that. They go off of our energy. So somebody in that house had a lot, a lot of negative energy. Wow. Well, come to find out that the little girl latched onto my mom. So... I moved out of the house and so did my sisters and we all moved on with our lives and it continued to feed off my mom's negative energy, the way she was and everything about it. And we got into it and I would tell her not to give in or feed into that bullshit. I know a lot of people do tarot cards and they believe in all that and a lot of that feeds off our energy. People have so much faith in these cards or into these spirits to give us faith into believing in something. We're all guilty of it. Like other people with the cross or even my pagan symbols, I actually believe in that. And I think it's the same thing with spirits. So my mom would feed into it and she really went into or she really went through a really fucking shitty rocky path. She would say that she couldn't sleep at night because a little girl was messing with her. Like she would get on top of her and push her down or push down on her. And even, and that even happened to me when I opened the door at first and fed into it. Uh, one of her ex-husbands would tell her that she was in a cold sweat and he couldn't wake her up. And my mom would say that she was dreaming of the little girl choking her and messing with her. And my ex-wife saw it. We've all seen this thing. So after all that, my mom found out that someone was doing brujeria on her. And someone gave her these stones, which I guess they were crystals of some sort. But anyways, um, someone gave her these stones, again, to put her faith and belief in these things. Like, it could have been all puro pedo, just some (laughs) regular-ass rocks. Yeah. 
but they told her that they were healing stones and they believed that they would help her and they did. So this wasn't really scary. It was more about what you put your faith into and how spirits or demons or whatever can latch onto you. And it goes back to the old Native American proverb of what wolf do you feed the most inside of you, the bad one or the good one, or do you remain neutral? And I think it all comes down to that. The same could be said for heaven and hell or angels and demons. It's always good or bad. And then you have your neutral people who are the spiritual people that can walk in both realms and hold a balance. Wow. So, yeah, it's not really scary. It's just interesting. I enjoy talking about it because I really do feel strongly about feeding into shit and opening these spiritual doors. If you go look into stuff like this, you got to be ready for the consequences of what your mind does to you and how it can trick you. Wow. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Good points. Very good points. Yes. Yeah. And they played into what Anonymous sent, what Anonymous sent us to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drugs do do something to you. Yeah. And you have to decide if it's if you're going to make something good out of it or bad. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, wow. Very insightful. Thanks, Kelly. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Thanks, uh, Kelly. <clears throat> Kelly actually says, hi, Abby. For real? I'm, yeah. He just texted me. So what I just said or how I just said it is not anywhere near what that sounds like. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hello. Hello to you too, Kelly. Okay. So now I have, oh, God, movement. Here, door opening. Ooh, the spiritual door has opened. (laughs) I have one more, I believe. It is from JJ. So we've had this listener on here before with other stories. Um, JJ is a truck driver, remember? So I'm going to go ahead and read these. Same house, same age. We were in the living room and we heard someone washing dishes. The whole family was in the living room, so my stepdad and I walked around both sides of the kitchen in case someone or something came out from the other side. My mom and sister just stared at us from the living room. We reached the kitchen and the water was on. The back door was locked and the deadbolt was locked. The deadbolt had has no keyhole on the outside and the kitchen window had been painted shut. Whoa. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. That's creepy. I mean, if they if the ghosts are going to do some ghost dishes, then I guess they can. But they got to be I know, right? chipping in on that water bill. Because what if nobody was- nobody was home? Nobody was home, and the water's just running. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's wasteful. Uh, and that's what I'll say on that one. All right, and he has he sent us another one. So. One time my mom had laid down to take a nap. My sister had decided to watch TV in her room. So she sat on the floor by the chair they had in there and my mom laid in her bed. After a few minutes, my mom told my sister to stop rubbing her leg because she was trying to sleep. My sister wasn't in arm's reach and hadn't moved. My mom said it straight up like felt someone was caressing her thigh and gently rubbing it. Absolutely not. Oh my gosh. I wonder what that felt like. Mm Mm-mm. Oh, I've only felt that one time in my entire life, and I was on morphine in a hospital. (laughs) Holy. Well, I mean, if it's a small child's hand versus whatever the ghost's hand felt like or imitated, that's really creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely not. Oof, that's creepy. All right. Well, that was JJ. Thanks, JJ. Thank you, JJ. 
We cannot wait for more. <laughs> okay, so next is April, who is Kelly's sister. And her first story is her version of what happened on the house on 9th Street. She said, so I was in the eighth grade and we were living in our like billionth house since the divorce. <laughs> My older brother and I had already suspected we had some kind of entity following us because weird shit always seemed to happen. But usually we would just write it off as the dog or whatever. I don't know what it was about the ninth, about ninth Street that really amplified everything, but it got increasingly more active when we moved into that house. One day we came home from the store and all of mine and my brother's pictures were knocked from the wall. One of the two of us together was shattered on the floor. There's no way in hell they were knocked off by the slamming of the door too hard, but that's what we pretended it was anyways. My relationship with my brother wasn't too awesome to begin with, but in that house, it became increasingly more aggressive also. I'm pretty certain it was because of the hostile energy the entity would give out. At one point, he chased me down the hall and punched me in the back of the head because I threw headphones at him. This is her brother, not the ghost. Oh. Uh, or I don't know. Maybe she was talking about the entity. Hmm. <laughs> I thought she was talking about her brother, but whoops. Okay. Um. Our baby sister's room became a tomb because we could feel it, even see it from the corner of our eye, pass from our bathroom to her room. Anytime you open the door, the air would become heavy and feel like pure dread. Oh, God. Then one day, I remember more than anything, I was home alone. I was sitting in the living room watching TV. She called him ghosty. So she could hear ghosty walking or wandering around. Mm-mm. It had become such a norm that I barely flinched anymore. I guess I didn't particularly like that, though. I remember rolling my eyes at whatever the hell it was doing, and before I even finished a full circle, every photo flew off the walls. Every cabinet and drawer in the kitchen slammed open, and I felt like I couldn't breathe. No. Your girl ran out the door so fast I would have made your head spin. Mm -mm. Um, I'm pretty sure we moved shortly after that because nope. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when she sent me this, I told her um, about what Kelly had sent me. And she said there were maybe that maybe there was two entities at 9th Street because Kelly said that he saw a girl. Um, so then we keep talking about it. And she said uh, the man was evil as fuck, like so bad that at one point she saw his eyes and they were red like this entity she thought was a man uh he would just get stronger but that house was beyond toxic and she said that he was latched onto her mom then in the pepper's house she knew something was there too she would never leave a room because the air was so thick and heavy with hatred so when i told her that kelly said that it was a little girl that had latched onto her mom we both realized that maybe it was the same entity what? and it was just presenting itself differently to different people yeah, so when I asked Kelly, I was like, Kelly, you said in yours that April saw it too. And Kelly's like, I don't know if it was a little girl. Like, I asked if it was, if they just saw something, if she just saw something. Oh my gosh, all the connections. She said, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I was like, hell no. I can't, whenever we both realize that though, I literally, I. <laughs> 
like I almost screamed. It scared me. <laughs> That's wild. I can't imagine. Like you're looking, y'all are both looking at the same thing and you're seeing something different than. That's scary. Yeah. That's like really, because it's really trying to appeal to exactly. or, you know, lower whoever feels safer around certain exactly. entities. That's what they can become. Which means if it's shape-shifting like that, that's probably a demon. Oh, don't tell me these things. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be the mm-hmm. only. Oh, <gasps> that, what, what, that what, reminds what, what, what. me. Okay, I totally listened to or i was watching um this show and it said this is what this person thinks poltergeists are listen to this shit dude so a poltergeist isn't an actual entity it's literally your energy manifesting shit like you if you get like headaches and you're seeing shit and you're you have like injuries and like you're smelling stuff and shit like that mm-hmm. it's literally all in your head and your it's your energy that is oh, manifesting this shit. My god. Like shit flying off the walls and shit literally could just be your body doing it. Like you're doing some Matilda shit and you don't even realize Matilda, it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and that's he said that was what in the show that I was watching. He said that's what poltergeist is. It's not an actual entity. It's you. Yeah. And that's why usually they're like, oh, yeah, this poltergeist is just like affecting this one person or whatever. And uh, that's why I it blew my motherfucking mind. I've never heard that before. Blew my mind. Dude, that. OK, because, um, yes, dude. And that like energy, the way Kelly described it um, and how you describe it, it all just like makes sense. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it if that's possible. Okay, so here is April's second story, and this one made me cry. Okay, so my stepmom passed away in the beginning of August. Uh, The second I got the news, I set one of my prayer candles on the windowsill and promised I would keep it lit for her until she came home. Uh, Being so young, she was sent off for an autopsy, and she was also to be cremated. I was so afraid that I wasn't going to be able to keep my promise because it seemed like she was never coming home. It took 17 days until my dad was in possession of her ashes and 20 days until she was sent home to her mountains. A friend of mine is known to have visions. She messaged me to tell me that she had fallen asleep randomly instead of doing her hair like she was supposed to. In her dream was my angelic stepmom, serene and happy. And in her small voice, she told my friend, whom had ne- whom she had never met, tell her I see her. I see her being a great mom and trying so hard. Don't give up. I wasn't able to be there when she was laid to rest, and the entire day my heart was so filled with sorrow. It felt as if I were drowning. I couldn't be with my dad when he released the love of his life. I knew it was supposed to be sunset when he was on the mountains with her. I sat by my altar and thought of the dream of my friends, reflecting on all the ways I could be the woman my stepmom thought I could be. Suddenly, my sorrow lifted and my prayer candle went out. I knew in that moment my mama was home and at peace. <gasps> oh my gosh. I had to... <laughs> I almost started crying again. <laughs> that was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And that was April, you said? Yes, that was April. That was a very special story. And that's very, I don't know, that's, you can't 
you don't need to explain stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's beautiful. It really was. That's the same thing that April told me about it at first. And I was like, I I really didn't think that I was going to cry, but holy shit. And that is, that alone is just what faith is. It doesn't matter all the little details. It's just, that's what that is. It embodies that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Okay. Um, Before I start crying. Yeah. And then. And then we're just a bunch of messes over here. Um, So now I have a story from one of our dear friends. He uh, had an experience. He told me this story a while back, so I'm excited to read it again. Um, So here we go. He titled it The Goblin Critters. And the year was 1990. The location was Carlsbad, Texas, 45 minutes outside of San Angelo. Are you going to say who this is? This is our friend Tony. Tony Baloney. Don't do that to him. <laughs> he loves it. I'm sure he absolutely <laughs> hates it, but I haven't, I haven't been able to say it to his face in so long. All right. So it says, it was a Saturday night and I was staying the night with two friends down the street. I was maybe 14 and they were both 16. So I felt cool hanging out with the older kids. We lived out in the country in a very secluded area, no paved roads, no close neighbors and very little light. It was maybe 1230 when we decided to go for a walk. My friend's parents owned two trailer houses parked side by side. The kids stayed in one trailer and the parents the other. So it wasn't like we were sneaking out. Uh, We just walked out the front door. Uh, The main dirt road, Texas Oak Road, was maybe maybe 50 yards away from the trailers. We walked to the road and hopped the fence and then helped my friend's three dogs through the fence. We didn't bring any flashlights because there was enough moonlight. We had maybe walked 10 feet when the dogs took off down the street. This was fine because we didn't expect the dogs to stay with us anyway. It was about then that we noticed the streetlight down the road was out. So we quickly lost sight of the dogs, but we could hear them barking like crazy, not too far away. And then silence. And then the three dogs go flying by us in the other direction. Now this should have made us turn around and go home, but we were big, bad teenagers and kept going for about 20 feet. And that's when we saw them everywhere. They ranged in size from two feet to three feet. And because it was dark, and the moon was behind them, we couldn't make out any features. No hands, no feet, no eyes. Uh, but here was the really, really weird part. If you looked directly at them, they would become hard to see or blurry. You could only see them out of the corner of your eye. So if you were looking straight, you could only see them on the left or right. But if you turned your head right, then the ones that were in front of you could now be seen out of the corner of your eye. It was very disorienting and they were everywhere in the pastures on both sides of us and directly in front of us, maybe a hundred, maybe more, maybe less. At this point, we grabbed anything to protect ourselves with and put our backs together and slowly walked backwards toward the fence with the things slowly walking forward. We reached and got over the fence we booked it back to the trailer. Once inside, my one friend went to grab his 410 shotgun and my other friend got out a Bible and started reading verses. I went directly to the window and looked out and my friend joined me at the window with his gun. The front porch light was on and we noticed they were staying just out of the light, but again, they were everywhere. We stayed like this for a few minutes and then I remember sitting down on the couch and that was it. It was the next morning and none of us remember going to bed and of course the things were gone. No, now over the years I have told my, this story to various people. Some think we were on drugs. Others said it was a group of 
a group hypnosis um, and some think I'm lying or say they believe me, but do they really? Even when I have questioned what I saw that night, but there's always one thing that happened that no one has an answer for. My friend's three dogs never returned. That oh, freaks me out every time. What the heck? I forgot about the dogs. We I we gave it away in the last uh, episode too, or not the last what? one, the one before that, because we mentioned it and I said the dogs never came back. Dang it! Take it out. It's too late. It's already posted. Oh, I don't remember that. Not the last episode. Not the listener episode. The yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> they won't know. It'll still hit just as hard. Yeah, they won't remember. Or they didn't even listen to that one. It freaking... <laughs> uh, that is so bizarre. I want to know what those things were. Yeah, dude. That's like a Goosebumps episode. I pictured, like, the thing that came from under the sink or whatever, like a sponge-looking thing. Oh, that just yeah. Grows. That's what I pictured, but that's a freaking child's, like, fake fiction book. This is well, a real... Well, it could have been the Puck Wedgies. Or the puck wedgies, they're small. Oh, it was that episode that we talk about it. Oh, you're right. That that's what it could have been mm-hmm. that he saw. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks, Tony, for sharing that again. <clears throat> that should be shared always because it's so unique. And yeah. because and because it happened to him, it just feels so like real and believable to me, even though it's so bizarre that it's like unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I wonder if wow. there's other people in that area that have experienced the same kind of shit. Who knows? Maybe he saw a cryptid from the area and, and nobody knows outside of that area what it is. But, you but know, there's fucking hundreds of them like everywhere. That yeah. They, maybe they like come out to feed every 23 years like somebody I know. Stop. Mm. It. Oh Anyways. God. No, what? it's already the 23 years have already passed. That was 1990 that that happened. <laughs> you always remember you have to constantly check the calendar every day when you wake up. <clears throat> that was the year I was born. That's really weird. That's probably why you're terrified. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> shit be happening. Mm. For real. Is that it? Is that all of our stories? That's all mine. That, yep. Yep. That's mm-hmm. all I have too. Well, very well done, guys. That was great. That was really cool. Um, thanks for sharing with us and allowing us to share it with everybody else that was really mm-hmm. cool um we're still taking submissions so if you have any other stories uh that you want to share with us feel free like i said you can remain anonymous if you want to just let us know and yeah you can message us on our give me the creeps instagram our give me the creeps twitter and we also have a gmail uh that we will post on our uh on our social media so you can see it and yeah that'd be great if you could give us a review a rating on a. Uh, Apple Podcasts and keep listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks a lot, guys, for entertaining us. So, did we give you the creeps? <laughs>